step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Ghost, we are Border to Border on iHeartRadio today and also AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, and you can find us at our official website, which is JiggyCheckBar.com. We have a great guest with us today. Uh, she joins us live via the old Skip Skype, the old Skyberoony. And uh, now, this is quite the topic today. We're going to be talking about critical race theory. And uh, Tamsin A. Rosenwasser is with us today. And uh, the great doctor joins us live here on Skype. So, uh, you wrote a uh, an interesting piece fairly recently. Tell us a little bit about this, my friend. Well, I read about the critical race theory stuff, which sounds very Marxist. They just substituted black and white people for workers and capitalists. That's all because it didn't work out with the workers and the capitalists since the capitalists gave the workers much better lives and they never revolted. So we've Uh, incited some uh, bad feelings in the United States of America. Uh, The other, the Marxists have, the underground Marxists, and they're trying to uh, start a a race war, basically. They're trying to divide people. So they've come up with critical race theory. Yeah. Well, this, uh, this whole critical race theory is such a... Such a weird deal because the thing that I have been trying to figure out, which I, I guess it's 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 something that's just never you're 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 never going to be able to get things going the way that they need to go because you you've got so many distractions, and I think that's what this critical race theory thing is is a giant distraction. From talking about the real issues, uh, what 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 exactly do do you think of, about all this? I, it's definitely a distraction. It's a means of creating chaos. Which once they've got a lot of chaos, then it's easier for them to take over. They've divided people, and it, it's yes. ridiculous. But they don't care about logic or reason. Um, I mean, I, I pointed out that Obama's half black and half white. So is he fighting with himself? <laughs> I mean, is, is he a swirl cake where, uh, you know, you have to dissect out the swirls of white from the black or what? Well, see, this this is something uh, because we we talk about this on a, on on my program with with IQ Al Rizzoli a lot and. IQ always brings up the fact that if the country is as racist as everybody makes it out to be, why for two two uh, consecutive you know voting cycles did we elect a half black half white guy in Obama? 
Exactly. And of course, he's always called black, even though he's half white. Yes. He's always called black. I, and I think that it would have been, it, it, it was a bad idea to elect him, black or not, because I'm not looking at him, oh, we got to get a black guy, like they talked yes. about Hillary. Oh, we need to elect a woman president. Well, yes. well let's select the worst woman we can find. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the 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 worst the the worst paid off and <laughs> just uh you know she's she's essentially a war criminal. There, there, there there's a lot of things that uh Hillary Clinton was that uh yeah, they they had to have a woman in the aspect of uh you know, we, we've got to have a woman so, you know, with Obama it was you know, let's elect the black guy with a Muslim name. So <laughs> exactly, exactly, completely ignoring uh, the Muslim history. I mean, you know what happened on September 11th? Yes, 1565. 1565. Yeah. That was the siege of Malta. September 11, 1683, was the siege of Vienna. September 16, 11, 1697, was the Battle of Zenta, and the Muslims lost all of them. The Quran tells Muslims to kill people in their basically uh, imprisoned in Islam. And until Islam takes a good look at itself and realizes that they're incompatible with civilization, things are going to continue the way they are. But you're right. He's got the Muslim name. And what did it mean when he said, we're five days away from a fundamental transformation of the United States? People should have thought about that, you know? And if, if only somebody like Thomas Sowell or Walter Williams or Alan Keyes or, you know, J.C. Watt, or uh, John James, if somebody like that had been running. I mean, these are real black people. They <laughs> of America. I mean, he didn't even grow up here. He grew up, mo- he grew up in his formative years in Indonesia, and then he was taken to his white grandparents in Hawaii and dropped off, uh, and they were communists. His mother was as white as a sheet, and who knows who his father actually was, whether it was Barack Obama. They never actually lived together as husband and wife. And he's yeah. a spinning image of Frank Marshall Davis, so I don't even know. But this is the same guy also who said, at some point, you made enough money. Well, has he made enough now? <laughs> I'd like to ask. Well, the thing that I have been trying to figure out... Uh, we, we have a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. Uh, Dr. Rosenwasser is with us. And uh, she has wrote a article about critical race theory. And she joins us today here via the magic, the old Skip Skype. And uh, one of the things that I have been trying to figure out with a lot of these, um, and I and I hate to use the term progressive because real progressives are basically wanting a fair playing field the progressives that that are these marxists and 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 guys like that they're they're not real progressives they're not real anything it's like when i when i talk to conservatives and a lot of them are not Real conservatives because they they, they, they want to do like George W. Bush was a conservative. They, they, they want to spend all the money, and it's like if they were a real conservative, they wouldn't be <laughs> they wouldn't be spending like a drunken sailor. Um, the thing that I've been trying to get figured out with some of this stuff, and especially like with Obama, is he got in there and he had all these ideas, 
And he was in the he was the president for eight years. And at the end of it, towards the end of his term, he had all these ideas of things he wanted to do. And I'm like, you were the president for eight years. And I just find it so strange that some of these folks like getting back to this critical race theory thing. Okay, why are we so focused on this race stuff when we should be focused on the fact that there is a distinct difference between the people who have the money and the people who don't have the money? But we're spending so much time worried about, well, you know, what my pronouns are and all this other stuff. Right. Just to ignore it. And it, I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, I grew up in Washington, D.C., so, I mean, I was surrounded by black people from the moment I opened my eyes. Uh, I, that's what I saw. And um, they were friends of mine. And they also, yeah. they went to work, they went to school, they went to church, okay? Uh, they were married, and it was, in my view, it was Lyndon Baines Johnson with his big vote-buying schemes, his socialist vote-buying schemes, who destroyed the black family and put black people in this country back, uh, I don't know how many decades. Yeah. Uh, brought the whole thing up. I mean, da- I'm down in Florida. I can't tell whether someone's black or white. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> skin tones here. Yeah, the white people are out cooking themselves, and, you know, so half of them look black. But it, it, it doesn't really matter. And I've just I've discovered that people from places like Ghana and Tanzania and Rwanda and so forth, uh, they have a totally different take. You know, they haven't been uh, they haven't been drawn into this mass delusion. If you hear something, I mean, it's all the big lie. It's yeah. all the big lie. And the big lie stretches across many things. It stretches across the fact that we had massive, premeditated, criminal, treasonous election fraud by proprietary voting machines. And Mark Zuckerberg uh, in his half billion dollars of drop boxes. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that there are loads of, quote, black people, unquote, who are doing just fine and who are not only that, but really decent people. And I've met many of them. We have got, you know, I, I, I was, I was, a I was, a I don't know how old I was early twenties. I came back from, I, it was cheaper for me to live, live in Mexico the second year after I was in college. And I went there with my dog. And when I came back, I had to take a second class train cause I didn't have money. And when I got across the border, somebody, uh, the, the train agent helped me across the border and, uh, two black families, uh, saw their, my dog fell in love with her, invited me to their home for breakfast and to take a shower. <laughs> the Selena Bell and Farrell W. Thomas families, you know, if any of you were out there, thank you very much. And that's not <laughs> all. I mean, uh, truckers, there's loads. I mean, black people are normal people for the most part. And then there's this small group of people that have bought into the big lie or who were filled with resentment. I have found that a lot of the people 
who are communists, Marxists, etc. There's something wrong with their lives. And so instead of fixing it, they try to interfere in other people's lives. Yes. And this is the thing that I just do not understand is, you know, one of the things that, like with critical race theory, that I just find absolutely, <laughs> absolutely insane, is we're spending so much time being focused on the whole thing with, you know, race this, race that. So we don't have time to ask, why is it that there are certain sections of the, of the worker that haven't had a raise in like 10 years? Uh, why is it we've got these billionaires running to space when they could wipe out hunger and give everybody health care <laughs> and they don't pay their taxes? But yet we're also worried about, oh my God, critical race theory. It, it, it's just insane to me. Uh, exactly. I mean, it is being uh, it is being forced onto children in school. But uh, one of the things that I say is, okay, who started the Department of Education? It was Jimmy Carter. And education is not a proper function of government, and neither is medical care, retirement planning, or agriculture. Yep. yep. And this is all, there was an unremarked upon coup d'etat by FDR. He had a lot of communist sympathizers in his government. And he gave, I mean, who won World War II? Actually, the USSR. They went from a third world country to a first world power almost overnight. And FDR helped that happen. Nikita Khrushchev himself said that they could never have gotten to stop from Stalingrad to Berlin without the trucks that FDR basically gave them. Yeah. So um, this is all it's a lot of it is a distraction. And I would say that um, uh, Thomas Massey, the Republican from Kentucky's fourth district, put forth a one sentence uh, bill about the Department of Education. The Department of Education shall cease to exist on December 31st. I think the year was 2019. Didn't pass, but the parents should take the power. You got to take the power back. Take the children out of these public schools, homeschool them. There's an excellent curriculum, robinsoncurriculum.com, by an Arthur B. Robinson, who is a scientist, and he had six children. His wife died young, and he homeschooled the children, and I think all six of them have doctorates. Wow. So it, it's, it's possible to homeschool your children or to send them to private schools or to um, to develop neighborhood schools and get rid of the uh, the whole public school stranglehold and the teachers union. What are government uh, employees doing unionizing? I thought the government was supposed to protect them against people that were, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so and that was JFK who allowed the government employees to unionize. That should go away. That should go away. But it's got to there. There has to be a huge no. We're not going to go along in this country. I mean, yeah. one of the other things I saw in D.C. was uh, it was at the time of the Vietnam War when I was becoming a teenager, and all the college uh, kids came to D.C. That's how I found out how many colleges there are, and basically they stopped the Vietnam War because they gummed wow. up the city of Washington. 
And we should also see every congressperson's tax returns. Oh, yeah. If they want to see Donald <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> let's see yours. How'd you become so wealthy, Nancy? <laughs> I would I would love to, you know, and, and that is that is one of the things that I, I wish that we could figure out a way, but I, I think it's it's both sides is is the issue and is the big problem. We can't seem to get money out of politics. It just is a never-ending thing. I, I'm not sure why we can't. I, I because like, like you were saying, you know, how do these how do these people come up with <laughs> with the amount of money that they have for being public servants? <laughs> exactly. Bribery, bribery, huge amounts of bribery. I've learned that when somebody espouses some kind of idea that is totally illogical and maybe even anti-reason, that there's an underlying agenda and they kind of slither out of it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of elision and, uh, you know, bye, I gotta go. And that <laughs> underlying it all is, is bribery. Yes. Yes. And, and, and a lot of this is, you know, it, it's all, a, a lot of this stuff is legalized uh you know bribery it's it, it you're just never going to be able to get past some of this stuff uh well, i think at some time we will but the fact is we've got to be vigilant and knowledgeable yeah well what what has been the feedback that you've gotten from this article that you have you you've been uh you know passing around and and, and everything what what's been the What's been the reaction to all this? Well, it's been pretty positive. I mean, this is one thing that people are uh, getting active about. I mean, the idea that little children are going to be taught that they're enemies of one another has a lot of people riled up. And it's not just, quote, white, unquote, people. It's black people, too, yeah. because there are a lot of black people in this country uh, who are just like, you know, they're hardworking, thinking people who realize it's crazy and that it's yeah. destructive, but it's it's designed to be destructive. And yes, that's what's, you know, uh, some the a lot of people are too good themselves that they haven't really seen evil. Yeah. And so when it's there, they don't recognize it for evil. They think it's a mistake, but it's not. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's designed to destroy, to create chaos and pain, and it's, it's, create, it's to create dissension. Very much so. Very much so. I mean, in history, okay, I'm actually ethnically Irish. Okay. Now, English invaded Ireland in 1169 AD, and they were in Ireland for 800 years before the Irish managed to get the 26 southern counties back. Yeah. Now, I hope at some point the entire Ire 
Irish Ireland will be reunited. Right now, the six counties are still with the UK. But there has to be a point where we accept some status quo, okay? We, we There's no way that we can um, remove injustices of the past unless they actually are ongoing. And um, and who was it that that refused to remove the injustices? It was the Democrats. It was it was uh, yeah. Wallace. It was all the post Civil War uh, anti Reconstructionists down south. Uh, Jim Crow laws had to be laws because ordinary people were willing to give accommodations to black people. And of course, slavery has existed since the dawn of creation. Uh, they say that some of the original yeah. slaves in the Caribbean were Irish, but because they were totally so pale, they died quickly. And that's why the British imported slaves from Africa. But black people in Africa had slaves and they sold them to Arabs. And then the Arabs sold them yep. to the English and also took them east to Saudi Arabia where the males were castrated. So there's no... Uh, African Arab problem. It is, uh, you know, the 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 history of the world is so strange with some of the ways that things are done and the way people are, and it's it's just it's a strange, strange world we live in, my friend. It's a strange world, and I, you know, the people that are crying about. Uh, uh, you know about uh, black people, the, the ones that are that instead of actually doing something useful and being grateful, uh, would they rather live in Burundi right now, or would they rather live in Saudi Arabia or China or Pakistan? Where would they rather live than the USA? Well, that if too. They go there, they're free. They're free to leave. That too, I just... So, what, What? you know, one of the things that, that you touched on there that I, I want to get more, more from you about is this whole thing with money and politics, this legalized bribery stuff. Um, how do we... How, how, how do we get this back to where people can run elections fairly and not have to worry about raising billions of dollars and and all, all these things or, or or is that never going to happen i don't know what's going to happen but i i i know that lawton childs just walked around the state and he was elected but one of the things about elections is we better get rid of proprietary voting machines and go to punch card, paper, hand-counted ballots, I, it in the precincts. I do agree you with know, you on that. There's about 28 points that we've come up with, election security points. And uh, the people, okay, uh, Pennsylvania has a Republican legislature. Uh, the leaders are Brian Cutler, Carrie Benninghoff, Jake Corman and one other, uh, and they are willfully blind about the fact 
that Pennsylvania sent a dirty slate of electors to the Congress. They had a very dirty election. How was it that Donald Trump was winning with 600,000 or so votes at midnight? And then, oh, they we got to stop <laughs> counting. And then, you know, little by little, Joe Biden catches up. That was fraud, and they're ignoring it. So, you know, people have to find good candidates to kick these people out. For some reason, and it's probably money, it's probably corruption, they will not insist that the Pennsylvania November 3rd, 2020 election be audited, forensically audited, because they're, they're, they're part of the Stockholm syndrome. They can't come out and say yep. what's right. They're afraid of the Democrats, but they're Republicans, supposedly. And I think a lot of I think there's a lot of envy of Donald Trump. He's a wealthy man. He he didn't come up through the ranks and so on and so forth. And he became president. In spite of the fact that Hillary had been anointed. Yes. Um, <laughs> And you know yes. the reason that Joe stayed in his basement and didn't campaign was he knew he didn't have to campaign. He knew that the fix was in. And in fact, on October 24th, 2020, Joe said, this is a quote, we have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voting fraud organization in the history of American politics. Yep. So we need forensic audits all over the nation, and we need uh, them, especially in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. Uh, Arizona's the furthest along, but also Georgia and Nevada. But Pennsylvania, some really dirty things are going on there. And of course, we got the big Democrat cities. You got Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. You got yes. Milwaukee, Detroit. Atlanta. Uh, so the fix was in there. And this, we're living a coup d'etat right now, in my opinion. And they're trying to complete it. They're trying to really do everything to complete it. The more chaos, the more destruction, the more uh, distress that people feel, they, they, they want that because that will create the vacuum that they'll fill with a totalitarian system. And the other thing about critical race theory, of course, as I pointed out in the article, is that Jesus Christ is the solution for the whole thing. It was Jesus Christ who gave people the positive command, love your neighbor as I have loved you, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It wasn't even the negative command of don't do unto somebody what you wouldn't have them do unto you. It was a positive command. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Okay, that fixes the whole race problem. Right there. <laughs> yes, but uh, people don't want to... 
Oh no, people! <laughs> we, we 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 can't fix the race problem. <laughs> we, we've got to have this. We wouldn't have any. Uh, that's right, because then we wouldn't have any burrs to put under the saddles. That's right. Because- we wouldn't have any reason to, uh, you know, bo- bother everybody and and cause issues and the whole nine yards. So, right, exactly. Well, uh. You have been fantastic. Uh, I I really appreciate the time that you've taken to uh, to be with us today. But before we let you go, how do people get in touch with you online and social media, websites, anything? Where where, where can we direct people, my friend? Um. Well, my uh, my email address is Yorktown one nine nineteen. And then the abbreviation for October at AOL.com. That is the date on which George Washington won the Revolutionary War at Yorktown, Virginia in 1781. Yorktown, 19 oct at AOL.com. And then, of course, the uh, Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Uh, Our website is AAPSonline.org, capital A, capital A, capital P, capital S, lowercase online all one word at a at uh aaps online.org fantastic and you don't need a username a password or um money or anything like that you can just go there and read because you see medical care has been taken over by the medical corporatists yes indeed yes that and see that this is the thing that i I just find so strange, and I wish there was some way <laughs> to get the real conservatives and the real progressives together because the progressives can't stand the medical industry, and the conservatives, just like you're saying, the medical industry's been taken over. Uh, but for whatever reason, everybody's got to stay apart. We've got to fight each other, and it's just like the critical race theory thing. It just everybody's got to fight each other all the time and i just keep thinking if we could bring everybody together we could get rid of some of these assholes (laughs) it's true our real enemy is the state yes as defined by uh i think albert j knock yes okay yes uh and and that's that's the it's most of the people in governments who want nothing but money and power. They're drunk on money and power. That's yep. You look at history, and that was Stalin and Hitler and Pol Pot, and it's you know it's Nancy Pelosi. And <laughs> they they haven't killed people yet, but who knows? They're on their way. Well, I appreciate it, Doctor. I look forward to doing more conversations with you. Have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it, my friend. There she goes. That is Dr. Rosenwasser. We're going to take a time out. And when we come back, we have got more coming up. It is the big broadcast. We are live. Get ready for the countdown. Ten. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero.
Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to the next edition of the world famous Chiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We are live coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. Also AMFM247.com. Tune in iTunes. And of course, you can find us each and every day over there at J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.com. Get a hold of us on Twitch as well. We're also on the YouTubes and live video at our website, JiggyJaguar.com. Dot com. Also, download our app as well on both the App Store's iPod and Google Play. And we have got a great guest to kick off our broadcast day here on the big broadcast. By the way, we are coast-to-coast, border-to-border on 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. We have nationally recognized sought-after expert on flirting, dating, and relationships, author of the Flirting Bible, from Fairwinds Press, that is Fran Green. Fran, welcome to the broadcast. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Jiggy. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Pretty good, actually. You have quite the book here and quite the background. Tell me a little bit about uh, your book here. Well, the, the Flirting Bible was my first book, followed by Dating Again with Courage and Confidence. And my latest book is The Secret Rules of Flirting because everybody wants to be a better flirt. Yes. Because flirting is a skill that everyone can learn, whether you are an extrovert, an introvert, even if your confidence is not where you want it to be, because flirting equals being friendly. It's about making the other person feel that they are the most important person on the face of the planet, and that you block out everybody else, and that person just will melt in the palm of your hand. Fantastic. Fantastic. We have got Fran Green with us today, The Secret Rules of Flirting, and she joins us today here on our big broadcast. So, Fran, this book, incredibly well-written. Take me through the writing process for this book. That's a great, great question. Uh, I have been... I was teaching people how to flirt for about 20 years, and the only thing I hadn't attained was writing a book. And then one day, I got a call from a publisher that said, we had this idea about writing a book about flirting. Would you be interested? I said, well, yeah, I think so. And I'm really just screaming, you know, silently. And one of the things I learned about writing a book the book is the author is not just the author's book; it's the author and the editor. It is tremendous back and forth, and it's a labor of love. You sort of put your life on hold, 
and your computer and your chair become your best friends. And most of my research had been done in teaching thousands of people um, how to flirt. So I had the first-hand experience in the classroom. In addition, I think flirting is in my genes. My mother was a first-class flirt, and I'm probably the only person I know that back in the day would like to go into a singles bar by themselves. I became a caterpillar that became a butterfly. The more strangers I would meet, the happier I would be. And I have some tricks for the trade if you want to know what to do. Yes, we have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live. Fran Green is with us. The Secret Rules of Flirting. She kicks off our big broadcast today here on our Tuesday edition. So, Fran, uh, give me a little bit of tips and tricks and a little bit of preview of the book. Well, first of all, the most important thing is flirting is an attitude. And a good flirt is self-confident and not afraid to take a risk. Uh, <clears throat> the book goes through how to flirt online, how to flirt offline, especially in, t in the time of the pandemic when you would be going on to dating sites and not have the opportunity to meet in person. You still have to learn to flirt through your texts, your emails, your phone calls, because the whole idea is to pique somebody's interest that they absolutely cannot live without you, or at least they can't live without meeting you. And the book... Uh, lets you know the best places to flirt, how to flirt digitally, and your flirting language absolutely speaks volumes. So it's all about your nonverbal communication. Uh, one of the quotes in my book that I absolutely adore is by J.K. Rowling, and she says, anything's possible if you've got enough nerve. And it's all, do you know what the word chutzpah means? Uh, yes, but go ahead and explain it to the uh, the folks at home who, who may not know. Chutzpah is a Yiddish word that really means um, having, excuse my expression, having brass balls. But what I think of chutzpah is, is having the nerve and having something in your head saying, um, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And if I don't approach this person, or if I don't ask somebody a question, nothing will happen. And one of the things that I truly believe, life is not a dress rehearsal, and we get one shot at it. And if your goal in flirting is to make the other person feel good, then you have very, very little to lose. One of the hallmarks of the book uh, is to reframe rejection. And I don't know about you, but I hate being rejected. I want the whole world to like me. And if you, if I get the vibe that you're not interested, uh, I, you know, will have a bad day and a bad night because I'll think about what did I do to create this? So because I struggled with rejection, I came, I came up with the technique on how to reframe rejection. So for example, if I approached you and we started talking and after about four minutes you started looking at your watch or tapping your foot or looking over my head 
And I did everything I could to capture attention. At the end of 12 minutes, I could tell I'm doing all the work. What I would suggest that I do is symbolically shake your hand, Jiggy, and say thank you so much, Jiggy. You only wasted 12 minutes of my time, and that's 12 weeks, 12 that's months, awesome. or 12 years. But um, obviously, you're not going to say that out loud. You're just going to say, oh, it was nice talking with you. i got to go. And I don't know about you, but we've all been in relationships or gone on way too many dates with somebody that we liked more, and no matter what we did, we felt as if we were getting crumbs. And sometimes you just have to cut your losses. It is a tremendous guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. So this book, incredibly well written. Uh, You've put a lot of time and effort into the book. What do you want readers to take away from your writing? I'd like them to have um, have a, a dose of confidence. And I want them to believe in themselves. And the most important thing is you have to practice. Flirting is like riding a bicycle. In the beginning, it feels difficult, hard. You're never going to do it. You don't want to get on the bicycle. And the more you speak to strangers, do it in the grocery store, at the post office, at the gas station, anywhere. Just start conversations. So when somebody piques your interest, it's not going to be so, so overwhelming. And I also want people to know that they got to be who they are. It's not about being a 10 or a head turner um, or making six figures. The most important quality um, that helps you meet people is how approachable you are. It's not necessarily how attractive you are. It's how approachable you are. And then I'm going to contradict myself. You have to look the best that you can. That means you can't look like a schlub. You can't have fingernails that are dirty. You don't want to have, you know, a wrinkled, torn shirt. You want to make the most of whatever your style is, you know, whether it's jeans and a T-shirt, um, you know, or whether it's a suit and tie or a dress. And practice as much as you can. And also, if you're looking for a date or a mate, don't keep it a secret. Let's your immediate world knows that you'd like to meet someone because you never know when somebody will be able to make an introduction. Fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in a broadcast. So, Fran, as we wrap up here with you, my friend, how do people get in touch with you on social media and the websites and all these things? How, how, how do we make all this happen, my friend? Uh, first of all, I'd love to hear from anyone who's listening, and I will have a special offer for anybody who contacts me. They can reach me on by my website, which is Fran Green, that's F-R-A-N-G-R-E-E-N-E dot com, or they can email me at flirtingcoach at yahoo.com. That's F as in Fran, L-I-R-T-I-N-G-C-O-A-C-H at yahoo.com. And if anybody's really brave and they want to give me a call, they can call me at 631-265-L-O-V-E. That's 631-265-L-O-V-E. Love. 
Fantastic. Well, I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks for doing this, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, my friend. All right, Jiggy. Hope to talk to you soon. Appreciate it. There she goes. We are going to take a timeout. When we come back, we have got more. That's right. It is the world famous Chicky Jaguar video broadcast. Video clips are available on our website at themike.fun. You can also get more information on our 50 plus AM FM station network known the world over as the Jiggy Jaguar radio network by going to J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.com. Each and every afternoon, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 PM Mountain Standard, live as live can get. And, of course, the Jiggy Jaguar video broadcast is brought to you by our friends over at MyPillow. That's right, MyPillow.com. A lot of people think all they do is pillows at MyPillow.com. Well, you could save up to 30% with our promo code J-I-G-G-Y. They have MyPillow dog beds, which are absolutely amazing. We used to be able to have Milo sleep with us in bed each and every week. However, each and every day it seemed like. However, as soon as he got that MyPillow dog bed from our friends over at MyPillow, he sneaks out of bed when he knows it's bedtime and he heads directly to the MyPillow dog bed. Get that as well as towels. Two sets of towels for one low price with the promo code J-I-G-G-Y. Now in new colors over at MyPillow.com. Check it out today. It's MyPillow.com. Put in that promo code J-I-G-G-Y. Save up to 30%. We've got more coming up right now here on our big broadcast. So, we are going to go to our next guest. He is going to join us live here in our broadcast, the incredible, incredible Jerry Hauser. And uh, Jerry is going to join us here in just a few moments. We're going to call him on the old telephone, on the old, on the old traditional telephone. That's right. The old traditional telephone. We're going to call Jerry Hauser here in just a few moments. If you want to get a hold of us online, you can do so at JiggyJaguar.com. And uh, I guess we will give him a holla holla. And hopefully Jerry picks the horn up. Jerry, how are you, sir? Hey! uh, You should come over already. We're becoming uh, uh, electronic friends. Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Jerry Hauser is with us today. He joins us live here on a broadcast. He is the uh, just an amazing, amazing individual. And uh, 
We are talking today a little bit about all sorts of different things with our good friend Jerry Hauser. And uh, you can get more information online. And uh, Jerry, let's talk a little bit about um, the. We had Ina Hillebrand on earlier talking about uh, memoirs. And uh, the diamond expert Jerry Hauser is with us today. He's also uh, helping to popularize this word. Um, tell us a little bit about what you think of, of this whole memoir situation. Sorry. Oh, excuse me. I missed the last part. Well, what do you think of the popular term memoirs there, Jerry? Oh, that, yes. <laughs> uh, I think it's a great idea. People should, uh, I don't want to, what do I want to say? <laughs> we, we should, uh, I think everybody should think it, it's, it's not just one mother's day. Let me put it that way. Every day should be Mother's Day. That's awesome. That's fantastic. It is Jerry Hauser. He's with us today here on our broadcast. He is a diamond expert. We're talking diamonds today with Jerry. Now, I understand you're a member of the New York Diamond Club. What is the significance of being a member of this club? The Diamond Club is a... Oh, excuse me. The Diamond Club is a... Um, cash market for diamonds and uh, it's usually I say 99% of the trading there is for diamonds that are approximately uh, half carat or larger uh, the, the significance of it is, is that it's like somebody telling you they have a seat on the New York Stock Exchange okay so it's a trading it's, it's a bid price and an ask price for diamonds and so when you remember you're really buying on the ground floor, okay? Like you buy, like cutters, diamond cutters would be, uh, uh, you know, sending representatives up there to sell their diamonds. It's it's kind of a long story. I'm sorry. No, it's, you're it's, good. It's, you're it's good. Just, Go ahead. It just it just you know we, I'm able to liquidate. So if somebody has a diamond they want to sell, I can get them out of it. I can. They'll have money in 72 hours. Fantastic. Fantastic. It can is... we go back? James, go can ahead. I ask Let's you a question? Let's go. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. I, um, you touched me when we got on the air. We're talking about mothers. I don't know uh, if I can talk about that or you want to talk about diamonds. You, you talk about whatever you want to talk about. You're the guest, my friend. Jump in there. No, but you're the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well let, let, let's talk about the Mamoir situation since that's kind of the theme today. Give us, give, yes. give, us, give, give, give us your details on this, my friend. Well, first I want to say that uh, uh, when I was born, I just want to inject that. When I was born, I remember the day I was born, I, I cried like a baby. Are you still there? Yes, yes. We're still here. <laughs> We're still here. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, you know, my mom in particular was an extremely prof uh, special person for me, and, and not only for me, but for the world. Uh, my mom uh, was always very, uh, always treated me like I was a special person. And uh, in doing so, she would brag up to her friends about, you know, Jerry did this, Jerry did that. And, uh, you know, I was there, so it was kind of embarrassing when she did that. 
she also gave me a lot of confidence in myself. Uh, she constantly praised me. She's always very thoughtful. Uh, just just one example uh, of being so, uh, thoughtful. As a young teen, she noticed that I uh, enjoyed watching uh, Milton Berle. You guys are probably uh, too young for that, but that was uh, called the Texaco Star Theater. Yes, indeed. Uh, in, uh, uh, in the 50s, I believe it was the early 50s. And so Milton Berle was a very funny comedian to me. So on my birthday, one of my birthdays, she actually had uh, Milton Berle send me a birthday card with his signature oh. on it. He wrote me wrote me a nice note. He said, uh, "Just grow up to be as nice as your mom." <laughs> so that that was special. And and, and there's a whole bunch of things. Uh, my mom worked two jobs. Uh, actually, she got me uh, more motivated to work. Uh, she used to, uh, with the two jobs. She used to come home uh, in the middle of the day to prepare lunch for my uh, brother and myself. So she never took lunch. She ate. She had a Quick sandwich and ran back to work. It's just a lot of lot of good things. Uh, now, uh, she had some, you know, like all of us, we have some times that are disappointing or, or they're just not, you know, scary at times. Uh, as a teenager, she uh, had pneumonia. And uh, my grandmother, she rest in peace, they both should, uh, would tell me stories how how she was suffering, and it was in the winter, and the doctors couldn't do anything for her. The medications in those days was nothing close to what it is today. So the doctor said, uh, told my grandmother, she said, open the window, let us sit by the window. Of course, my grandmother said, it's so cold, it's windy. And the doctor says, that's the only chance we have. I don't, can't do anything else for her. You know, so maybe fresh cold air might be good for her, which is probably a, a contrary to how doctors think today. But anyway, she got better from it. So, you know, I wouldn't be here today, obviously, if uh, she didn't get rid of that pneumonia. Uh, Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, and I got to tell you, uh, uh, in, in, the, in the 1990s, my mom applied for a job at AT&T. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't the man. It was in the 50s again. In the 50s, she applied for a job there, and uh, they turned it down. And she's fully qualified at that time. And, uh, oh goodness, I don't know if I should say this on the air, but it's so much going on with the racial, you know, stuff and people talk. Anyway, she was turned in those days in the 50s when you filled out an application for employment, you can ask somebody any personal questions you want. And on that form, it asked my mom what her religion was. So she said she was Jewish. And by saying that, uh, she didn't get the job. She got a letter in the mail telling her that why she was turned down in writing. So those were those days. Wow. Uh, she lost my father in uh, 1973. It was a big blow to her. And I know I was in Kansas City at the time, and my brother called, and uh, of course I jumped on a plane, and, and she was really, this is uh, one of the saddest things in life, is uh, to see your mom, you know, uh, just just cracking 
up, you know, crying and and all that goes with it. Uh, so, you know, it's, she's had her ups and downs. For me, it was, seems to be always up. Uh, she was always there for me. She did a lot of things for me, a lot. She, uh, I got a, a two-third scholarship. Uh, uh, it actually, was, it was actually one-third funded by NYU, <clears throat> and the other third came from uh, the state of New York. It was the first community college. I think it was the first, first in the United States. But anyway, uh, all our professors were, were acting art directors from major, uh, agencies. And so, you know, I, I got to know these people and, and all that kind of stuff. My mother used to tell people, oh, my, my son is, uh, learning from some of the top, you know, artists and commercial artists and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, the thing, the point I'm getting at is that, uh, she bought all my books, paid the other third tuition, bought me clothes, whatever it took to go to college. Uh, she just was just a remarkable person. And for my brother, it's, it's, it's equal, just about. Uh, my brother got a full scholarship to NYU, but uh, he was smarter than me. But anyway, make a long story short, I think, again, I'm sorry to repeat myself, but uh, every day to me, at least, is Mother's Day, and and for all people there, we all have mothers, and when they're alive, we we should appreciate uh, all the times that they were there for everybody, not just me. And they're always there for. They feed you. They do this for you. They do that. There's nothing like mother's love. And I hope uh, all your listeners uh, hope I'm not preaching too hard, but uh, I, I just think every mother uh, deserves the best. I'm finished. It is Jerry Hauser. He joins us today here on our big program, and uh, he is absolutely amazing. So, uh, so, so, Jerry, tell us about this whole Momoir thing. Uh, There's there's a lot of people that think that uh, everybody should do one of these. I'm sorry, James. You broke up a little bit. Not a problem. Not a problem. Mom Wars, Jerry. Tell us yeah, all yeah, about okay. it. I'm, I'm with. I'm with you, Mom Wars. Oh, I think it's a great idea. It's a fabulous idea. You know, it's uh It's probably, a, if not everybody, certainly a great majority of the people listening, and in the world. Uh, I think in the world because I'm always thinking. You know. Some of these communist countries, I don't know what what's going on there. But anyway, make a long story short again. I think it's a great idea. It's like free publicity. It's clever. It's a reminder for people to, to remember their mothers. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It is Jerry Hauser. He's with us today here on our big program, talking a little bit about all sorts of different things. So, Jerry, you 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 have got uh, the diamond business. You're involved in the diamond business. What 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 are some of the different changes you've seen in the diamond business over the last several years, my friend? Well, I got one word for you. It's called technology. Uh, it's amazing what we can do with a natural diamond that's not very pretty and make it pretty, and the diamond is still stable. Uh, we can do, we can take out carbon spots with a laser. It's a microscopic laser, uh, that goes in there, pulls it out. Um, and, and the integrity of the diamond remains the same. Now, this technology, 
uh, creates a, a, it's a big deal for the consumer because uh, I mean we sell laser drill diamonds and if I can't save you fifty percent, not thirty, fifty percent on a diamond, then shame on me. You know we have a lot of references and so on. So I mean good references. And then the other technology is is uh, we can take a diamond that came out of a volcano because you know all diamonds come from a volcano, and when it erupts. Uh, some of those diamonds that come out from the volcano have not fully crystallized. It takes over a hundred years for uh, Mother Nature to crystallize carbon and make it, you know, anything from ice white to dark black. And anyway, so we can take that stone. It's called a type 2A. There's four types. Type 2A is, is a stone that has, uh, usually has a nitrogen, uh, defect. Uh, and just not fully crystallized. And we can take and add the same heat and pressure nature would have, uh, used if it did, if it did not come out prematurely. And these diamonds are, they're all certified GIA. Uh, they're all very high color. Uh, the clarity has to be, uh, VS2 and above. The majority, 80% are VVS1 and 2 in flawless. It's just a, it's just a, uh, they're all, they're a thousand percent high clean. If the clarity was any lower, the additional heat and pressure would turn the, turn the, uh, stone into sand, literally. Uh, so I mean, there's, there's a lot of things going on in the diamond business today. Uh, a lot of people getting married, people buying more and more engagement rings. Uh, that's our specialty. Of course, we sell earrings and other jewelry items, but the, uh, uh, the engagement racing, people have more money today, and they're buying, I would say, over 90% of our sales are, are uh, over one carat, uh, or 90 points and better. And they're all certified, and, 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 you know, and we ask people to check around because, you know, we're strictly online, we don't have a store, um, and we, we work with, in four continents, four of the five continents. We have clients. What else can I tell you? It's just a great, I think it's, it's a great business because you're making people happy. And that's, it's just, that's what it is. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Jerry, I appreciate you doing this and, uh, we look forward to chatting with you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day, my friend. Uh, you too. Thank you. Thank you, audience. I thank you, audience, also. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. There he goes. That's Jerry Hauser, and uh, he joins us today here on our big program. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.